0: Hi everyone. Welcome to episode 3 of The View from the Bench. Happy New Year. Happy 2017. Uh, I hope it is a prosperous and successful year for everyone listening. And today we are joined somewhat fittingly for the start of a new year by undoubtedly a Wales um, Lions and now growingly a Harlequin's legend, Adam Jones Bomb. To those who know him well, Bomb be talking to us. Uh, a little bit about his career, a little bit about the scrum, a little bit about the lions, having a bit of fun with some music, the normal features which we've had in the first two episodes. Uh, for those of you who would like to get in touch, in touch with us, just as a reminder, we have a Gmail account, theviewfromthebench at gmail.com. And we do also have a Twitter handle which is underscore from the bench, underscore from the bench. Please get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. had some great feedback from people so far. And there we go. On with the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode three of The View from the Bench with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the iconic hairdo. Uh, Adam Jones joins me this week. Very excited to have him here. Thanks for for joining me. Thanks for having me, Mark. Thank you. Obviously, I'll be referring to you as Bomb for the rest of the... For the rest of the podcast, as everyone does. Just for those that don't know, uh, fill us in why why the nickname. Uh,
1: it's pretty. Well, not the greatest reason. I was in college in sort oh, of ninety ninety eight. One of the boys was a wrestler, sort of mid nineties, called Adam Bomb. Literally, that was the reason. <laughs> pretty yeah, shocking reason, but it was like uh, And you've just owned it ever since. Like, yeah, and, and I just kind of stuck really because um, there was a girl in college with me who was. No, in my, in my class, got called me Bomb, and then she ended up getting married to Duncan Jones. Okay. So, so that's, what we kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how yeah, we yeah. it kind of got a team in the rugby the circles.
0: Um, all right, well, you've, uh, you've obviously experienced a lot in your career, but we're recording this uh, after a couple of new experiences for you this season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Loosehead, coming on twice this year. Yeah. Early on, I, I apologise for the first one. Northampton <laughs> completely my responsibility. Got knocked out in the first <laughs> five minutes, I had to play 75. And then again against Sale, probably didn't expect it at this point in your career. No, it's helped me through it. It's been, I've
1: enjoyed it. Like, obviously, I didn't particularly want to play 75 minutes and 60 minutes, but uh, especially not having uh, much preparation. But no, it's it's, tough. It's it's a lot, I think it's uh, a lot harder than I give uh, you you guys credit for. (laughs) I know know from 10 years last year to do certain things and actually experience is a totally different matter. But uh, no, it's, it's been good. It's been, I know it's been, I think. Everyone's used to me seeing me uh, on the other side, so it's uh, a little bit different, isn't it? But, yeah, no, it's yeah, a bit of fun. And the Queens fans love it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, everyone likes to sort of a big, you know, a big roly poly game <laughs> on the field, they? So, and they sort of and a little trendle around. So no, I did, yeah, look, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the boys. I enjoy, enjoy, especially enjoy the sort of uh, the crowd you get. It's nice to play in front of big crowds every week. So it yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah. Like.
0: You, may, you mentioned that it's going to, you know, be a bit, uh, give you a bit of an insight playing loosehead into playing on the other side yeah I think the new news moving
1: into coaching yeah um, yeah yeah, probably gonna help, probably gonna <laughs> yeah help. I think so I think it's um certainly things I didn't realize you know what you know as i guess it, it helped out a bit last with, with the scrum, but there's stuff I didn't quite pick, because I only know kind of experience it firsthand and, and how difficult it is yeah, to actually yeah. keep a loose set up you know yeah. so um it's, it's it's totally different uh way you kind of push in you're sort of um Using your body yeah right. so like I'm kind of all right sided most of my weight's going through my right side so i have kind of um, the even that out so it's still going to be different it's, so.
0: it's been working yeah it's gone it's gone
1: alright I think it's been a bit uh, it's on it's kind of the boundaries of yeah, yeah. legality scrum and how are
0: you feeling about moving into coach no I, no.
1: look I think uh, I, I'm hoping to go down the, the sort of scrum coach friend routes that I've uh, seen of uh, the scrum coaches you know I think uh, Mike Roll who's kind of the guru of like scrum coaching he's very much that way you know he sort of so I'm definitely hoping not to go with Mindy's way, right anyway. <laughs> well,
0: the man, man who was allergic to contact. <laughs> exactly. Contact every exactly. Minutes.
1: exactly. That's the matter, Exactly.
0: Obviously, going to talk a little bit about you. Um, take you back to your early life. Done a little bit of research, of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, giving you your due respect, mate. Um, so born in Abercraf. Abercraf, yeah. In Wales. Uh, just on the edge of the Brecon Beacons. Yeah. So it's nice, so nice by the way. Rural country, country upbringing. Um,
1: not so much country, I bring a lot of country, uh, sort of countryside, um, big mining community. Okay, it's very. Um, There's a bit. There's a, a film called Pride. Yeah, yeah, which, great film. Yeah, yeah, so that's basically based on right film. Okay. So yeah, so um, the fella who first initially met the the group yeah. in London is m- maybe one of my best mates' dad. Really? Yeah, so that, yeah. yeah amazing. So I, I love the film. It's brilliant. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I watched it most seven times just because I kind of know the. I know you know, you know Shah the lady, the little short curly lady. She's from up great as well. So okay. So yeah, no. some um, some yeah, a good place to get brought up. Sort yeah. of um, you know, mountains, rivers. Yeah. You know, anything like a fair away from sort of civilization. Yeah. But if you, especially if you're well, she's kind of class. Half quite a work. Yeah. Drive. Yeah, so yeah. it's like half a work to Swansea. So you know, I kind of took it there. But no, it was good. It was a great sort of uh, place to be brought up.
0: Yeah, and uh, obviously obviously suited, some would say suited genetically to rugby. Suited <laughs> yeah, medicine. <laughs> um, was it always rugby? Did you have a crack at anything else? Or was obviously, uh, you know, Welsh boy, the no, chances I think, are you're going to be pushed in that direction, but...
1: I think um, because of kind of the size of the village, like I went up at school, like in my little road, which was, and we had we had 10 boys in my in sort of, so you've got 40 kids in the school, so it's yeah, you know, it's a small yeah, school yeah, yeah so um and you kind of from year what was it so year five to seven there must have been about 10 boys and they kind of they were the rugby team they were the football team yeah they were you know it was one of those type of things so you know you got a crack pretty bit of cricket but i enjoyed i enjoyed any sport I spent a lot of time playing pool sort of 16 to 19 okay. on the, in the rugby club
0: as as you've shown pretty well pool. Yeah. Um, no the i'm actually uh, quite good yeah he yeah. been
1: playing the league and um like every Thursday night you know uh go down with the, food, the old fellas and have a game and that oh, was good. So
0: was that's fun. where the skills have come from mate, that's where the, you know obviously there's been a couple of videos going around you uh, <laughs> kicking conversions pre game and stuff. Yeah we,
1: well I've always, always uh, enjoy kicking, my granny used to go up the field with me because my parents house was like on the main road and was a pitch across the road and yeah she sort of like she'd be with up in school and then I'd, she, I'd get up the field for an hour or two then practice uh, parts my kicking uh, Obviously, a bit of a frustrated in terms of that, but
0: well, I was going to say cl- yeah. classic you and I. Very well, like, much yes, exactly. Yeah. So then, what what other position? What what positions did you play? Fly off? No, I never played fly off. No, no.
1: I I think I again because we didn't have enough for 15 in school. It was like a sevens team on a okay. side kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was I a proper lock. I
0: think I played second off under-11s, and then yeah, we got moved to prop. Yeah. Small small town growing up, just loved it. Love sport. Yeah. Was there a moment where you were like? this is actually what I want to do or did you just kind of stumble into it or?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a fluke really, it was kind of very, um, I, I always I played rugby, I played like local youth rugby and I kind of played a little bit of district rugby but I was never serious, I kind of went, I went to college to do a rugby course and I kind of, my weight went ballooned to sort of like, I think I was about 23 stone when I was about 18, which is quite heavy. It's impressive. Yeah, so that kind of, um, <laughs> it wasn't. I used to eat a lot. And <laughs> But uh no, I I um yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think the only time of, I had a chance to go to Fri, which is in Division One and Abraham went up there. you know, wasn't keen in the fitness. But then it was it just happened there was a twenty Wins league started up between I think the nine club teams. So yeah. Yeah. Pre uh Osprey Scarlet and pre before that, so three years before that. And um, yeah, just went to a trial in Neath. again. We were just like, you know, sixteen people there had a, had a good summer and a couple of games, literally had a couple of games for um, the 21s. I played against the international said did well against him. And then um, Lynn Jones, who was like Luke Jones's dad, yeah, yeah. he sort of uh, was like, oh, what do you want to come and uh, have a look like? So, so that would
0: so been what, like 2000-ish? 90, late 99,
1: started 2000 then, yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh no, yeah, started 2000. So yeah, and he was like, oh look, you know what? Obviously, got a bit of potential, but uh, and it kind of coincided with me working making like uh concrete slabs as well, yeah. So I was kind of uh doing that, and then I, don't, I probably can't say going down, um, signing on, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> just doing different uh, bits of bobs, and then um, yeah, so yeah, he signed me to kind of slabs, kind of, because it's manual and it's so yeah, yeah. up at seven, finish at four, yeah and you were working all day, lifting yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I lost about an and a half, and then just yeah, kept. Yeah, kept yeah. It I think I got down to a space felt twenty one storm pretty
0: Okay, <laughs> I nice, a bit. Nice. But, yeah. I still dream of that, mate. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. back in um, And then you ended up, you were, you were there with Ospreys when it came into existence. You were one of the yeah. original players, weren't yeah, you? It
1: a, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a strange time because everything's getting kind of banded around that we was going to be a developer team in north wales so myself and um paul james you know who's with yep. bath who's at back of the Ospreys. now we're kind of like being touted as going up there as one of the development lots of no it was a bit it was it was odd because we were quite strong at the time swan he's kind of lost their big names and like uh but they kind of kept scott gibbs for a bit yeah. just because him and shane were kind of the, the two superstars by the side and gibbs he played for about six games and then retired so i think it was a case of him just getting in the, Sitting in the other sort of, because there's a lot, there's a lot of tribalism there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people from Neath now who want to come watch your space play. Yeah. On vice you yeah, know, so yeah, it's, yeah. Um, this is, whatever, 11, 12 yeah, years yeah, down the line, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's still a bit, um, it's still a bit weird one, but yeah, but no, I it was, it was an interesting time. It was a, uh, it took us a bit of time to get going, but I think we won it. Our second year, maybe. It was a, uh, no, it was a good time. It by the uh, oh, I love the club. I, saw, uh, I love the, I love my sort of 11 years down there. And, yeah. Didn't particularly. We want to leave but it's just sort of we don't we've done pretty well that way. We? we uh flattened a bit started to see in europe which is a bit frustrating got so, close like, a lot of times but never quite especially early. the sort of the squad we had yeah between sort of 08 and 2011 it was, yeah it was a good squad yeah, yeah we had two basically had like two international teams yeah. so I, I don't know we you look at boys like jerry collins and marty holland then yeah. came off the bench you got me be like know, Hugh Bennett, Doug Jones, like. Uh, Philo, Tia, Tia. these guys came off the bench, it was, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But um, yeah, we should have done a lot better, we, but we, for whatever
0: reason we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously that's, you were there when you got your international break, 2003. Mm-hmm. against Debut against the old enemy, England. Against the old enemy, against uh, Queen's legend,
1: Jace, wasn't it? Was it? Jace was on the loose, yeah. Jace okay. was on the loose. Um, yeah, it's just, it, wasn't, it was obviously a good first cap, so it was amazing i think by the time i came on we were sort of 40 points down. <laughs> so it was like in cardiff mm-hmm. against the england sort of what was the second team yeah, so yeah talking yeah. and yeah Delarley wasn't playing johnson wasn't playing back wasn't playing hill wasn't playing well wasn't playing the, all the big names didn't play they played the second team against our first team and it was like they just that's so strong at the Yeah, draft.
0: they were. They went straight
1: through us and mm-hmm. um yeah so i came on and yeah, it was nice i think it was me and jt or like john and thomas his second cap was like fifteen stones talking about at the time against yeah. Jason uh, or someone like, you know, I've got to know well. Shawzi then was being so it was a bit of a yeah. Crash was going to be a but no we got right and Yeah, it was nice to get on I mean, it was Yeah,
0: and then what then played two thousand three World Cup. Yeah, and that was kind of the start of that kind of building towards that successful period for Wales when you had the yeah three grand, three Grand Slams and you're obviously a huge part of that.
1: Yeah, I think with um, it depends what you look at. It, really, I think. Steve Hansen was there, obviously he he was with us, he was head coach and Scott Johnson, and they kind of set the, you know, sort of professionalism, because it wasn't, it wasn't great there. It's nothing like you see now, and um, yeah, so, and then we won the first with Mike Ruddock in 2005, but then there was a lot of bit of, uh, a few of the, there was a lot about him getting sacked then, a lot about player power and all this type of stuff, and uh, just because was, there was a big sort of, pro Hansen, pro-johnson camp but uh, yeah, as much of the player power thing what was was it around I, I don't think it was quite as uh you know it wasn't as if the boys got him sacked or anything yeah, I think yeah. they kind of powers to be kind of pulled him back and but no uh, it's been yeah uh, to be honest I kind of went from there and then pre- two pretty average years didn't get I was just kind of behind Horseman in 2007 for the work, Chris Horseman for the, yeah, the uh, yeah. world cup and then he got injured fortunately for me and then Gats came in and was like Oh, look we you know i want you to be my because he was at the time he was looking around at um Duncan bell uh jason hobson I think, the yeah, boy yeah, the it? Guy, yeah. yeah yeah so he was kind of looking over him for those two for um english Welsh qualified uh, players because well and i i read it and i kind of read it and i didn't take offense to it but i thought oh christ i need to put my finger on it but yeah i was lucky because i had, he sort of gave me the kick up the ass and craig white came in with wheels who was became a good was a bit of fitness coach, he was good friends. Became like a good mate and kind of he managed to get the best out of me and we had a guy with the 10% called Mick McGurr, this sort of boy from Belfast who was yeah. like good top man but would run you to death. Yeah.
0: yeah so um
1: yeah. so like kind of then it was, and he was it was kinda of kicked on then for the Lions uh he or so later so and I managed to sort of keep the weight plateauing then for the next five or six years. Yeah. It's now, <laughs> yeah
0: mate. tell me about it. It's a constant battle though. <laughs> <constant me>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you obviously you had those experiences. The grand slams must have been unbelievable. And like you say, yeah. Lions paid in 09 and then 2013, made Every- history with the win for the first time since '97. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: what was that? yeah no. Yeah, those. I like, think I think it's one of those things you look back. It's like you kind of realize how big a kind of achievement it is because I'm, I'm lucky. If I myself, get in in Ryan. And three the, three the are the only ones who've won six yeah no, sorry yeah only six of us have won three grand slams which uh mm. when you kind of look at it and when you kind of see what how much like gareth edwards and gerald and yeah. jpr like you know held in the world of rugby to kind of won as much as these guys it's uh pretty you know pretty humbly and um yeah but no, the the lions is uh i would be fortunate i've gone on two tours i mean good i didn't make 05 but the two probably not the worst ones. no exactly not. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think it was before they were actually we didn't go so it was myself and a couple of us but yeah i like i was on a two good tours which helped the boys yeah. are good you know everyone got on and there was no like um no beds making it yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think there's a few rumors from a couple of tours before that there was a you know a bit of that yeah sort of O one one and O five five was a few maybe not O five. five i think that was just a general sort of size of the little thing but the uh O one one tour definitely but um yeah no, it was a great experience. Great, brilliant to meet different people. Brilliant to meet different boys. When you win the third one, because we, I think we shot ourselves in the foot a bit. We, put, I think we, were, I know sort of upset Kev, but I think we. You know, we were, yeah, he needs to hear it. We were better, you know. We yeah, were, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. could we were have won better. that three yeah, now, Yeah, yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, to be fair, they, he, you know, he led them well. I don't, know if, I don't know if he probably should have played in <laughs> the, the second test, but um. No, was the a, only yeah. man ever to be cleared twice. Exactly. That's
0: exactly. James
1: Hall, by the way, <laughs> for those of you who don't know uh, the nickname Kev. Exactly. So, yeah, and uh, look, like I think it, it, you kind of see, because um, it's not it's not the biggest sport out there. Yeah. But it still means a massive amount to me. I think, I know sometimes people think, oh, the Australian tour is not the hardest to us. Yeah. Oh, probably not. But it's hard because you're not, it's not, it's, it's hard as a place because it's not the biggest sport. There's like four or five things going on. Up there, one which was a yeah, lot bigger yeah, than yeah. Lions to her, like yeah. football games, cricket but still, larger maybe. So, but no, I think, but then you see the boys, you see how Kev reacted in the second test when he won that second yeah. test, you know, in absolute emotion, just yeah, drain, yeah, crying you yeah. know, it it's, it's still a massive yeah. deal for anyone yeah, when yeah, the Lions yeah. comes there. So, um, yeah, to, I think the third test, then we kind of got Scotty right, got all the Welsh boys back in, <laughs> and
0: then we, um, yeah, we, I mean, yeah,
1: quite a comfortable in the end.
0: Um, and obviously, mate, your international career came to an end in 2014. Probably not exactly the way you wanted it to. No, no. <laughs> but kind of signalled a bit of a new beginning, moving yeah, moving over to the the dark side of the River seven. <laughs> Coming and joining join Quince. How have, you, how have you met, you know, what have you made in the last couple of years?
1: Mate, like, I always I always say to everyone, I've absolutely fallen if my do it's been amazing. It's uh, a really average year, kind of, I, I was with the Ospreys uh, towards the end, sorry, end of two thousand fourteen. was going to resign, but there was issues um, with the funding from the union. And to be fair, the Ospreys are clear as day. We said if we get the funding, you know, we have the contract. But time went on. I missed a couple of months, not getting paid, and Cardiff came in, so I did that. Enjoyed, you know, they got us gold. Peter Thomas, there because these guys up there, uh, brilliant. You know, should, you know, to take take me in, so to speak. But then, as soon as about the corner, like I think it was probably Christmas time or something, or January. It was an no you know, you know, a chance to see, a chance to do something different, a chance to come to a different uh, league, different environment, you know, and then again the chance, but uh, which they gave me to be fair was you know take the scrums as much as I did, you know. I, kn- yeah. I knew I knew because you got two like two of the best young English tight deads around Yeah, I wasn't going to play. A lot, which which I was right with, like yeah, like, yeah. I played a long time. You know, I played a bit and you know enjoyed it, I loved it. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it was a chance. It was an no-brainer. That's, you know, I did. I said I've fallen, absolutely fallen on my feet. Too. it was just yeah. such a good place and such a good club. We spoke
0: about you. You started playing in your little, in your local village. Moved on, played a bit of regional rugby. You've been, you've been through rugby. So you probably started taking rugby seriously late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Now sure, yeah. start twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's changed an unbelievable amount in those yeah. uh, in those twenty years, basically. Um, firstly, from from a sort of professionalism point of view, what's what's the. what's the, I mean, it's almost unrecognisable, really. Oh,
1: when we were Neath, again, it was like if, if Lynn, if Owen's dad, no, sorry, sorry, if Luke's dad decided we had an afternoon during the session, the boys would be there to finish off because every day we'd be finished by half 11. Either Doug Hathi do or Bellybusters. Um, um, what,
0: what would you be ordering at Bellybusters, mate? it depends where I was at the time. Erm. <laughs> <it>? um,
1: yeah. <laughs> Because we had like people like um, two ex of uh, played Daniel Richmond, Andy Andy Moses come off, or Welsh boy, Alan Bateman who was like a legend. Beneath yeah, Wales yeah. and uh, and they'd be there so professional, you know. But Alan would like eat whatever he wanted. He'd have in a big fryer, you know, cans of coke and stuff. we would still be able to laugh. But like um, no, it, it was just Neath was amazing. It was such a good place to come into. There was, was a there was a culture of throughout the nineties and eighties. They were a tough team, you know. Yeah. So they weren't. It was obviously. as Soon as you became pro, it became less dirty. You know, they were a tough, dirty team. They'd, yeah. you know, they'd kick uh, living day lots of people, but oh, was, I used to love it. You know, you'd go up on a Wednesday, you know, and play on a Saturday. You know, and you'd, the boys. Maybe, a, a day, you consist of getting in the gym, do some weights. For maybe you know, on a Monday or Tuesday, you'd go for a run up the woods around a couple of lakes, come back, play, do a rugby session. Then you'd either go either go to Duncan's house or Steve Jones' house the big tiger was, or, bought, or three card drag, or just just basically waste a day. Yeah. And that was that was a week. That was Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, and team on Friday. Good social. Very good. Every Saturday, very good social. Yeah. Win or lose, win or lose on the booze, as uh, the boys just say, and uh, yeah, it was, I loved it. As for sort of professionalism, it was just an absolute joke, you know it was uh, even even just stuff like analysis yeah the, you know the TV would
0: be on and we fast forwarding it and stuff like that it because it's not working properly and the yeah boy, boys sleeping in um... that's probably what's changed almost yeah. the most exactly. of me for so like at the club now for example I've been here 14 years and it used to be a videotape of the game yeah exactly and, that was, it? Yeah, and yeah. now we've got three full-time analysts six laptops <laughs> you can watch any clip of any game yeah, in, in any, any, any game in the world you want to watch it's unbelievable like uh, uh, I think as well it's sort of Sometimes you hear the boys, "Here I'm yeah. back
1: home." Oh my god, this boy's mental. He's like, I've seen this guy. You know, when they see a young kid, you are know, crazy, or Whatever. I think, mean, oh my god, these boys haven't seen anything. <laughs> some of the clones I used to play with,
0: but when in these were um, different
1: than everyone, it's <laughs> like some of the stuff you just give those people. Oh,
0: so on that note, mate, weirdest bloke you've ever played with? There weird, must be a few contenders.
1: Weirdest bloke. This is up there. Eh? Yeah. Um, very weird man. Yeah, very weird man. Tell you what and I think I think his name's been branded about a bit he played to Wasps a guy called Ed Shervington
0: okay yeah yeah
1: but good player lovely boy but little bit odd little well bit. he's
0: uh, he packed it all in to go yeah. try and make it in the West End and now he's come back I think. yeah I
1: think he's back in was he wasps some yeah, something, maybe, like, some of there yeah. actually but yeah he was I can't explain his weirdness but he's just but he's a nice fella he wasn't odd yeah. I think, like you know, he's creepy probably the biggest character, one of the biggest characters i played with is uh, Lou Reed, have up in that second row. I, 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 I had a year with Cardiff, and it wasn't day that went by without me just like barely laughing, listening to him. <laughs> when uh, Medford food up we we played in the start of the season, it was just an hour and a half, of just like laughing my
0: head off. And, and obviously, mate, you've always been someone who you've enjoyed the social element of the game. Yeah, the fact being part of the squad is that obviously you, you're not done yet. I'm not. I'm not drawing a line under the career yet but obviously you've you know you're, you're coming towards the end of it is yeah. that when you look back obviously you've achieved a huge amount um, is that the thing you'll take from the game the boys that you've played with obviously the achievements as well but yeah I think I th-
1: like I will miss all I will miss all that because some of my, you know, my best mates are, and you become very close at to end very quickly and um, like like my best mate like, is Alan Winner, who I've spent sort of 10 years playing with you know and and just, and it's to be second, who was Andy Newman, another guy created um, another character played beneath me. So it's just, you know, you've, got, you've, like I'm still friends with boys from school, but the rugby guys kind of, because you spend all your time with them. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Um, but oh, yes, some of the friends for yeah, just the experiences rugby has given me very very quickly as well from when I started professionally is, uh, yes, unbelievable. And uh, it's something I kind of, I definitely look back on, as, long as I said, along with the uh, trophies and stuff, which is
0: obviously yeah. nice. Yeah, 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 it always helps when you've got a full cabinet. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You've probably been asked a lot who the best player you've ever played with is, but I won't do that. most underrated player you've ever played with?
1: Um, Oh, Andrew Bishop. I was sent there with uh, the Ospreys around that time I was saying about uh, when we had had Jerry Collins as he was talking about. Bish was like, I guess a bit like Gilo. Yeah. Yeah, you know, kind of a glue sort of guy, kind of um, held it all together. Yeah. Uh, very good defensively, tough boy. Yeah. You know, from the Triarchy, which has been the Ronda valleys and uh, tough hard boy. And you he kinda of, he'd be a first name regardless if Shane yeah. was playing or Gav was playing. Or, yeah, 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 So him, him probably I'd say. Yeah, okay. you know. Yeah, no, no he was rated by yeah, us. Yeah, no, I know but exactly. On the outside world, no one, no one would know him would like much
0: like as you say, much yeah, like George Lowe. Exactly. So. And obviously, you've taken a bit of time to look back on the career. The autobiography <laughs> came out yes. last year. Yeah. Bomb. Um, I did do a bit of searching around did you? To, to try and uh, <laughs> find, I'll be honest I tried to find some negative reviews because uh, okay. there's a lot of positive ones okay, okay. and I, on. I struggled I have to say Amazon, 58 out of 72 reviews, 5 stars, Really? very highly rated on Amazon, oh, wow. um, the best one I could find was a 3 star review from a Mr. D. Powell and all it just said was okay, <laughs> <laughs> cheers Mr. Powell cheers Mr. Powell, why would you make the effort? <laughs> um, but no, obviously oh. that was that. But that okay, was, okay is better than but yeah, think. okay and, and no one stars. Oh well, <laughs> so um, so it, everyone likes it, mate. So I, I was I was I was hoping to give you a bit of a bit of grief about <laughs> about the book, but um, it was but not, no very. I did very I did book have, book. have a
1: lot of grief when it came out. Yeah. Only because the Western Mail kind of run it, and it, and they kind of took two bits from each book. Uh, two, two bits from different parts of the book and put it together and made out as I was like slagging off the Welsh coaches and yeah. they didn't ring me and it was all done over like in the paper and uh, the amount of abuse I uh, then was like oh you was bitter and all this type of yeah. thing with, yeah, blah, 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 blah. and then when people read the book they were like oh they tweeted me back saying there was about four or five of tweeting me back saying oh yeah, it was nothing like it, actually it was, it was uh, your book you're not bitter at all in the book It was like no <laughs> it wasn't I was you know obviously sad to get dropped and stuff but, yeah, yeah but like yeah so yeah they twisted it a bit sometimes
0: Right, okay, so after, after hearing a little bit about Bond's life, we're moving on to this week's Champagne Moment. The first winner went to the Maoris um, and the way they paid their respects to Anthony Foley before they played Munster. And the second winner, just clipping Johnny May's role as Flanker um, in the Autumn Internationals, were the Villapolo brothers for paying for Tonga's night out after a big win against Italy. Number three, or the third winner of the champagne moment for episode three of View from the Bench is, uh, well, I mean, more broadly, it's Bristol's revival in the Premiership. It's, I think we'd all agree, Bom, that it's great to, uh, you know, have that competitive element at the bottom of the table. It was looking for a while, like... um, they might be sort of drifting away and that win against Worcester and then against Sale and then very nearly being Northampton, yeah, exactly. um, it's, very, it's good for the league. Yeah, I'm, I'm chaffed
1: I'm because I've got two mates, two very good mates coaching down there, uh, John Thomas and Dwayne Peel and you know it's going to be tough, I spoke to them both beginning of the season and this, you know, they're loving it but no I'm glad they've, uh, it's a, you know, it's a big strong rugby area as well so it's. Uh, as soon as you get a bit of confidence it's going to, you know makes it a lot easier, does not it, so it's a, yeah, it's a challenge, it's going, be, it's going to be tough to play up there and uh, whether you point will be almost there. Yeah,
0: yeah so, exactly. Yeah. And for those of you that are going to complain that that doesn't count as an actual moment, um, if if that doesn't suit, then we'll go with Tom Vandell uh, matching the all-time Premiership scoring record when he scored up a way itself to make it 90 tries, so he's only 89 ahead of me. So, um, not you know, not fast. Yeah, not far. I can, mm-hmm. I'm not done yet, so you never he's know. He's very fast, isn't he? He is very yeah, fast, yeah. yeah. Fair play to him, he's, uh, he's, he will almost certainly beat it, um, although watching re- watching uh, the Premiership recently I'd, I'd imagine Christian Wade's probably coming for that record at some point in the future, but at the moment it's looking like it's going to be Tom Vondel, so that is this week's champagne moment, uh, Bristol's in, resurgence in the Prem and Tom Vondel matching the all-time scoring record in the Premiership. Okay, so in the first couple of episodes, we spoke to our guests Nick Evans and Danny Kerr about specific areas to do with the way they play the game. So Nick gave us a bit of insight into the way he kicks, his thought process when he's kicking. Danny, his his decision making around the rock and sniping and stuff like that. Obviously, Bob, you've been at the heart of many a scrum, um, and moving into the world of coaching, you know as much as. As anyone about about the scrum, but more specifically, what be interested to know about is the way it's changed. While mm. you've been playing the game, obviously, it's probably the area the game has been the most sort of fiddled with, with the yeah. calling and the structure and everything. And um, yeah, so last last ten years, what sort of what sort of impact has that had on the scrum?
1: Uh, well look, it was. I think they kept changing the calls, and um, like when I first started, it was I think it was, an old, engage, and it was just like two sort of yeah just an, and a massive collision and just I think um we were lucky we had New Zealand kind of started introducing like I said Mike Cron came as a scrum coach yeah he came with us for the World Cup so we kind of I say we got a head start but you know we started to understand you know the body angles and you profile a lot more and um, you know feet positioning and how we you know how to lock your chest out how to bind and so so I was lucky in that aspect so it, it's kind of it's a strange one now it's, uh, it's kind of gone it's changed from when it did the rules changed what three years ago or two, yeah, or three, think, two, or three, two or three years ago yeah, two or so it's three kind three. of changed I think the refs are getting a better understanding of it because you know there isn't a hit but there's still a bit of a hit Yeah. but I think for me the big issue was the um, how long they have taken to put the ball in yeah. with, and resetting the scrum by some referee trying to move it with his arms that yeah, frustrated me but um, you know it's sort of general scrummaging is it hasn't changed much you know the, you know you've all kind of got a push in the same direction you've yeah. all got you know good body positions and um you know work as well and type of thing but yes yeah, uh look it's kind of I struggled when it first changed I came back from the Lions and within the next eight weeks there, it was new laws so yeah. it took me I think probably took me more than a season we get, get used to it I think. Um, and finally getting in coming to the end of my career, which is annoying but uh you see boys get you take boys take with like water something like Collier yeah it was like you know for me the you know, best English scrimmage I did. I probably say the best scrimmage in a premiership. but um you know we I think and then you look at boys who played under the old laws who struggled for a while I yeah. think you look at me, Mass, Castro, Heyman to probably a certain extent yeah you know, we all were used to the using our curve yeah 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 getting you know being able to Get the momentum from the hit and yeah, yeah. moving the prop where you needed to or from the hit, but um,
0: yeah, so it, it's it's almost become more static. Yeah, in so, that element so it kind of isolates the technique more. Really. Yeah,
1: I think um, like I was, I, I don't mind you know. I think the refs have got a good grip of it at the moment. You know, some you know, there's a lot of resets, isn't it? But um, I think the quicker they speed up the sort of engagement to how quick the ball comes in, then I think the better for everyone. Yeah. Otherwise, like you know, it's not. <laughs> You can't just go in there and hold, and then yeah. you know, as a prop, you're naturally going to try and get them one. And yeah, you know, yeah, not yeah. Gonna, you're not going to be legal and uh, strictly by the book. And from sort of
0: a mental point of view, for you, uh, when you're going into a scrum, has that changed as you've got older, as you've got more experience? Do you think about I'm going to go and impose myself on them, or are you concerned about what they're going to try and do to you? Or um,
1: I've always been, I've always kind of studied my prop. You know, I'll, the opposition guy. I kind of about for me sort of early age, I kinda of, not early age, but sort of early coming through, you know, i know quite about, you know, about him, how was sort of his traits and stuff. So but you know, I think as a tight there always kinda of got to go to impose yourself and, yeah. you know, um there's nothing worse than a weak tight there just wants to sort of happy there sit there and take it type of thing. So I think can you know, set yourself down uh, early those and like I've played many times when a loose has a sniff and come off me hard. Like my last year for a perfect example he, and he didn't stop all game and um but no I think the more really you can get, uh, you get a shot in yeah, the better. even if even if it puts it in the ref's mind as well. So,
0: yeah.
1: I think that's where you see a lot of big sort of twenty-second scrums early on in the game to, yeah. be, to see who's got the biggest uh,
0: scrum, biggest scrum. <laughs> yeah, like we said before, uh, twice a lion winner on the winner on the twenty thirteen tour, twenty seventeen. It's a lions year. People are beginning to get very excited about it. Uh, I'd be interested to know. Who you think's who you think's gonna make the tour from a from a prop point of view? Um, you know, maybe three tight heads, three loose heads. Who you think think might make the tour?
1: Well, I think your bankers at the moment would be Furlong, Cool, and uh, that side. Loose head. You're looking at McGrath probably. <sighs> I would take Joe. I would Joe. Yeah, Joe. I Joe and I think uh, Mac would probably go if he's fit. So i think that they'll be the three the tight dead wise again i obviously i'm biased and obviously i spend a lot of time with him, but i think someone like Sink has got a good chance otherwise there's a bit of an x-factor exactly you, know, and you it's not um and this is not nothing against like Sink scrimmaging but it's like it's not you know you're not going to go out there and need a big massive tight dead to sort of scrimmage someone to death like you yeah. know we got to we went to australia and you know we scrum size the last week because corpse and hips came back in yeah and, you know we sort of won the game through that but um you know Someone like Sink came off the bench short, you know, last twenty minutes, carrying hard, tackling hard, you know, in people's faces, you know, snops in. I think I don't think he's a bad shot. I don't, I don't think he's a bad shot at all.
0: Okay. Well there we go. Heard yep. heard it here first, Bombs Bombs lines of predictions. Yeah. So uh yeah, you, can he, hold him, you can hold him to it if uh, when the score comes out in the next in the next <laughs> few months and, uh, onto our rugby records. Mm. Um, we've Spend a little bit of time time with each other on on the coach, listening to yeah. a few tunes. I know you're a man who likes likes his music. I do. Um, quite, a, quite, a, quite a traditional taste. <laughs> I'd imagine a lot of the stuff that gets paid in the change room not, nah. not to your particular liking. No, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, traditional. Yeah, but
1: traditional. It's kind of quite you know, yeah, right? no, strong. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> very good. Yeah. No, no, it yeah. wasn't criticism. <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
0: not at all. Uh, so... F- um, just as a reminder, we, we give our guests four categories um, to pick a song, pick a song attached to it. We're, we've had a pretty good start from uh, Messrs. Evans and Care. Pretty, pretty hard bar. Says, says a fair bit about their kind of personality. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off with category one, which is the family album. Um, so that can be something that makes you think of your family now, something which makes you think of growing up. Just hear that song, think of family. What are we
1: going to listen to, Bon? Um, Moody Blues, oh, Moody Blues, yeah. Go now by the Moody Blues, um, but like it's kind of from back when I was a kid. I think my parents bought me um, best sixties album ever, and that's when I first came across it. Like obviously my parents were both brought up in the sixties and what. Yeah, and it's just uh, I don't know. It's, it, kind of, it was one of the songs I kind of listened to when um, I was a kid, listened to just chilling out. That and something by I can not remember Gene Pitney, I think his name was. But it was uh, yeah, I, nothing really. Uh, which just kind of reminds me of um, being back home, really, because kind of, my mother was quite musical and uh, she kind of, you was know, a big piano player and uh, church girl and whatnot. Uh, and yeah, it just kind of just reminding me of when I was growing up and these sort of CDs we were on in the background, and that was when they kind of
0: stuck in my head. CDs, I think it may be cassettes, probably. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think were you were you early? Were you early in on the CDs? Were you? I think we yeah, have The sort of twenty values. Are, I think it was counterfeit ones as <laughs> ones. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, here it is. Selection one. Go now by the Moody Blues.
1: We've already said. <laughs>
0: Jamming away to that in my home, mate. Um, it's just like a chill out when you know, know When when did the, When did the hair come in, by the way? Were you, were you, would you be headbanging to that sort of stuff? No, no. Hair, hair came
1: in 2002, just toured with um, the 3 1s World Cup in South Africa. Myself and Luke Tate, the second row, decided we needed to bleach our hair blonde, so we both had like streaks put in. And then, as soon as I got back, decided I need to grow this out. And then, kept growing it out to realise I'd probably look a little bit better with long hair and they did with a little short head and uh, yeah, kind of stuck. Ever since. Yeah, and it's me and Dunk kind of started yeah. growing at the same time, Dunk is starting yeah, with yeah, his yeah. uh, no wife, and she, I think she said, right, you look ridiculous with short hair, so Dunk started growing his hair and uh, the hair bears were born.
0: And as we've discussed, it's become iconic, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's so it so right out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And on to uh, category number two, the drive home, so since you've been at Quinns, quite a lot of the drive home is quite long, yes. Yeah, um, so I imagine you need something pick you up, get that get that energy up, and you've, you've picked something which would definitely fit in this sing along category,
1: exactly. Yeah, because I can yeah, because obviously, uh, Nicole and I live back in Wales and I'm um, you know, travelling back and forth, whatnot. And yeah, it can be you know, the, sometimes it can be a farewell slog, but uh, this this is and this is you know, genuine. I always I will put this on in the kind of. It does pick you up a wee bit, does it? We, as we know, it's. It really got, does, yeah. And it's got a bit of everything, in it, not it? So that's uh, that's why it's such a good song, I think. So I've uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh,
0: one day more. One day more. Name is wrong. Yeah. Revealed his uh, creative theatrical side.
1: I think it, I wouldn't say a guilty pleasure. But I, I enjoy. Oh, it, I'm, I enjoy a, a musical. I do. <laughs> I enjoy a musical. <laughs> Oh. Do I stay do I dare? Will you take your place with me? The time
0: is yeah. the is, it, is it's got, it, it really
1: does I love it, yeah. I love the I have seen the musical years ago My mother, like, Christ, years ago But, yeah, she got me She used to take me like um, I don't know, she, I think she was expecting me to become sort of Some sort of <laughs> Arty, arty kid Because I, I was kind of not doing anything rugby-wise right, So yeah, he should take me up on the best to see her uh, musicalisms. That no, was good.
0: Yeah, no, we, I, I actually watched the film version over Christmas. really yeah. enjoyed it. Definitely didn't didn't get emotional at the end. You know, that's not my that style. But, uh... <laughs> okay, on to category three. Um, so, Bob, you've been around quite a long time. Music in the change room mm. is that something you're used to? Because obviously, it's, it's a big thing at Queens, but I know it's some change rooms no music at all. Um, nothing. No,
1: there nothing beneath. Nothing for the first sort of five, six years of the Ospreys think um we started bringing it in and then I think Paul James would uh, put some stuff on very, very much dance based. Yeah. And um you know, everyone's off- cup of tea. You know, I, I think uh it's more your power ballad or you more yeah. than even you know it's whatever gets you going, isn't it? Yeah. Like you know, sometimes listening to all I want to do is make love to you before a game isn't probably yeah. isn't the best song. But yeah. sometimes you know it, it, it's sometimes it works, it works it works, it works yeah. exactly. So um like yeah and we used to have a good we used to have a good change room you'd have like sometimes you'd e and m's put queen on i want to break free like literally just will kick off on the air. Yeah. going around pretending to hoover in the <laughs> desk going up going up so al's like alabon's like proper sort of head in his own and the would be bloody pretending the dust him and hoover around him <laughs> and stuff and that and just need to walk out of the room <laughs> so that no, we sort got kind of a laid-back change room but it was um yeah so this one this one nice came across the other day what a few months ago by on ken bruce's show and it's obviously the Simon Garfunkel classic, but it's by the band called Disturbed, so it's a bit, a bit more um, rock. Yeah, a bit more rocky. So yeah. this is
0: this is Bournemouth's of Room Game Changer. So this would be pre-game? Pre-game, yeah. Pre-game, pre-game. Yeah. Okay. So, as I say, Sound of Silence, the Simon Garfunkel classic, but covered by Disturbed.
1: In darkness, my old friend I've come to talk with you
0: again. Cause a vision softly creeping Left its
1: scenes while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in me
0: Of getting a bit introspective. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never been
1: one to sort of get massively wound up for games, or so I yeah. should so, so, kind of, so. so
0: you never went through the headphones on, um, head in your hands stage. Nah, nah, never really. No, yeah, I used to do that, and then yeah. I realised that it just nah. didn't suit me at all. Didn't like it. No, so exactly. Sacked yeah. it off and I'd rather just be around the boys. That's why that,
1: that's why the other change was so unique. It's quite like laid back and everyone's just yeah. like I was <laughs> realised. mad yeah, like yeah, yeah. my fury? I like
0: Really? This is, fun. this is bonkers, right? As expected, I'd expect nothing less from you, Bon. Um, On to the final selection, which is The Career Definer. So <laughs> it can be the one song that makes you think of rugby or just all-time favourite song. Yeah. You just love it. What is it?
1: Uh, White to Shade Appeal by Paul Harman. Again, Mother loved, loved it. I think I think actually when I was like learning to play the piano, she got me... Because I was like, you know, you go to music lessons and you learn like, oh, piano, you should play some something you never heard of. She thought, ah, I'll get these, um, like, a you know, rock songs book. Yeah, yeah. The, This happened to be in it, and I learned, to play, I learned this piano like, years ago, so it was about 15, 16, And, uh, yeah, it kind of stuck with me, really, and uh, it's like, it's a strange one. Because I've always said I want this in my funeral. So okay. my, my wife knows, Nick knows now, if I do sort of die, this is what I... This is what I wanted in my funeral.
0: Wow, that's got unexpectedly deep there. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is I, this
1: is something I never realised, but obviously you know about my mum this year. Yeah, yeah. Like and this was all and they were all planned, so I never knew this. Oh, like my right. dad knew yeah. like what song what song to walk into, what song. Like my mum had planned all this. And I'd always said this from a young age that so I wanted this in my funeral. So it's kind of it must be something she passed down to me. So okay. it's a morbid fascination yeah, yeah. with her. I have
0: done none of that planning, so now <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's ridiculous, Now yeah. I feel like I'm really unprepared.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so it was a well, me. it's a great stuff. did it? It's done. It's it's amazing. Amazing. It's right.
0: Let's let's have a listen. As a said, let her face at first
1: just go steep. Turn the
0: Go. <laughs> sure there we go. That's that's the selection. Are we morbid? Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> very morbid way to wind things up. Um, I think we'd agree. Great selection. Um, as I said, expect nothing less from a man who loves his music and uh, has listened to a lot of it and has very discerning taste. And who, if my memory serves me correctly, sang Barry Manilow as your did, first man. first Manly. song for Mandy yeah. for, <laughs> for, uh, for did Queen's Voice. A lot, a lot of wide-eyed boys didn't even, even know what he was singing, but there were a few of us on there who... Uh,
1: I think it was the fact of my accent as well that was there. was picking a struggle Yeah.
0: So we started doing something which is just a straight-up rip-off of a classic, <laughs> classic game show, yes. as, as people will have known by now if you've listened to the first couple of episodes. Um, just A Minute, the Radio 4 game show. I've called it Just A Minute, I'm a Harlequins player, it's pretty... Pretty poor, but it's it's the best I can come up with my, with my limited brain capacity. So, um, Adam, do you know what I'm gonna ask you to talk about? No. Okay. Um, just so we have a frame of reference here, we have two names on the leaderboard so far. Uh, Danny Kerr had to talk about his perfect, the feeling of his perfect Christmas stocking, because it was a okay. Christmas thing. Yeah. Uh, Nick Evans had to talk about fishing, because mm-hmm. he's, right. he's a mad fisherman. Um, and you, he lasted 12 seconds? he lasted 12 seconds, oh, okay. yeah. Um, he ummed, which is exactly what I've just done, which is what you're not allowed to do. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right. So, Adam. Yes, Mark? Uh, if you could give me your best attempt to talk without hesitation, repetition, or deviation, given what we've been talking about today, um, and both of our, you know, love for food. Right. Okay. If you could talk for a minute about your perfect Sunday roast. In three, two, one, go.
1: i start with,
0: um... <laughs> oh, that is so good. <laughs> That's the end. I get it, I generally get it.
1: Oh, oh, that is, oh no! I mean, that's not even there, a second. There's it? every chop, two, <laughs> two seconds.
0: We'll give you three. I think it was like two point two seconds. <gasps> oh no! Um, I tell you what, mate. I wait. That is that might, might be the worst. Good. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Um, oh god, that's made my day. That's uh, was, uh, for those there. who didn't get that, that was an um from Adam after uh, after two <laughs> seconds there. And needless to say, that isn't at the top of the leaderboard. Um, but uh, you know, you never know. Someone might start with an um and um, and go beneath. Well, you yeah. that brings to a close episode three of the View from the Bench. Adam, bomb. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Thank you for having me. Uh, please don't be too hard on yourself with the with the end to it there.
1: And. Generally disappointing myself.
0: <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. Great yeah. talking to you. Obviously, achieved so much in the game, been around for so long, wealth of experience. It's great to have you at the club, and hopefully here for a few more years now with the yeah. uh, now with the coach, coaching role. Um, so yeah, lucky us. And for those of you that want to get in contact, uh, we do have our Gmail account, the View from the at gmail.com And for those of you that want to contact us on Twitter. As I said before, the view from the bench is too long, so we're not allowed it. Uh, so our Twitter handle is underscore from the bench. Underscore from the bench. So get in contact, let us know, give us some feedback. I'll try and get back to everyone. Um, and we'll see you again soon for episodes four.